Welcome back to Speaking of Wounds, a podcast by the Wound Care Learning Network. Today, we are joined by Peter Mason, President of ExtraCare USA, along with Matt Crenfill, WOCN Clinical Director of ExtraCare USA. Thank you for being here. Our topic of discussion is negative pressure wound therapy, past, present, and future, which is a three-part article series being released in August, September, and October on the Wound Care Learning Network in collaboration with ExtraCare USA. Before we jump in, can you both give listeners a short introduction on your background and experience? Sure. Firstly, I'd like to say thank you very much uh, for allowing us uh, on today and and for doing this series with us. Uh, We're really excited about it. Uh, My background is in device manufacturing and distribution. Uh, I've been doing it about 10 years now, and it's something that um, uh, over the last 10 years, I've really uh, kind of worked in different capacities and and did a lot of different uh, jobs within that space. But uh, really my passion for negative pressure wound therapy uh, is, it comes back actually from my parents being in the medical space. Um, Back when I was growing up, my dad's a doctor, physician, New England, and my mom a nurse. And uh, I grew up going, visiting my dad in the urgent care and, and just having him, watching him visit and see patients and and asking questions and just being involved in that space. uh, I really developed my passion there for wanting to uh, help in the medical field in some way, shape or form. And that's what led me to the manufacturing and development and distribution of medical devices. Matt? Peter, I appreciate that. Thank you. And appreciate the opportunity to sharing our experiences with uh, clinicians out there. My background is I've been a nurse for over 20 years now. And I got first started in a trauma surgical intensive care unit dealing with motor vehicle accidents, gunshot wounds, and any other traumatic events that you might think of. And what was really interesting, and I had an epiphany one day, we, we placed a dressing on their wound, and we healed them up um, from the method of their, their traumatic events, but we never dealt with the wound care. And we didn't see the impact of the wound care for the last next six months to a year. Patients are in and out of rehab facilities, in and out of doctor's appointments, wound care center um, appointments, and really didn't really put an emphasis on treating the wounds as part of the patient. And like I said, for me, it was epiphanies like, man, we're affecting these patients' life. Yes, we saved their lives, but now we just cause them maybe another year worth of, of not returning back to their normal life. So at that point, that's when I became heavily involved in wounds, became wound care certified, and worked with different manufacturers over the years to improve wound care products and to improve the outcomes of the patients that we treat. You know, you reminded me of something Susie Eamon once said, you're not just treating a whole, you're treating the person as a whole. Um, And that's always kind of stuck with me. So I really think that that really touches on that. And I think it's a great point to start off with our first question, which is, Peter and Matt, can you both give um, a brief history on negative pressure wound therapy and why you feel is such a pivotal tool for clinicians to use in their practice? Sure, uh, I can start that off. So um, this is actually uh, very fascinating to me because um, just medicine in general and the history of it is is pretty fascinating in terms of how we evolved over time and how how much we've evolved. And there's traces back to um, just suction and healing using suction back into ancient times. I mean, uh, I, I've read an article that, that traces it back to uh, using um, 
you know, cupping and lip service, which are some of the older suction ways of using suction. But lip service, if you don't know what that is, um, and uh, listener beware here for this picture, but uh, basically uh, there would be people that were deemed as healers and uh, they would actually, their job would be to uh, put their mouth over a wound and suck. And I just want to say, step, you know, take a step back and say, I am so glad that uh, we live in an era where that's not happening anymore and that uh, I am, uh, we don't have to do that. Uh, and that technology has allowed us to uh, move away from that because that sounds like a, uh, a job that uh, would be very difficult <laughs> to, to do, at least uh, for me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, but, but what we found from that is, you know, the, the traces in, in that that did do something, it did help, you know, and th there was evidence of that then. So, uh, but let's focus on modern uh, negative pressure wound therapy and, and specifically in the US. And I don't wanna give a lot of credit to uh, Dr. Jeter um, who really figured out um, uh, that there are a lot of benefits to uh, doing it and, and basically containing the exudate away from the wound and also providing negative pressure to the wound bed. And um, she actually, in 1985, she figured out with a, she was in the ICU with a patient with a midline wound that uh, basically with what she had in front of her, had the mindfulness to uh, say, you know what, I really want to contain this exudate and get it away from the wound. And then uh, she used a um, Jackson Pratt drain and then and, and then basically put together a dressing and then connected it to wall suction. And that is really where we saw the benefits that negative pressure had uh, within a wound. I mean, it healed a lot faster and things like that. And, I, and so from there, um, you know, and on separate occasions, I think in the early 1990s, there were doctors that, you know, started taking it and, and started putting together devices and realizing that you could actually take it from wall suction and then fine tuning the therapy um, then over, you know, since the, the early 1990s. So that's a little history uh, from my understanding, but I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad that we uh, have uh, the more modern version, uh, as I said before, but uh, Matt, uh, I'm sure has a lot more insight about the clinical side of negative pressure and the history of that. Yes, I think the clinical side for the application of negative pressure really was the first game changer in, in the last 100, 200 years of treatment of wounds. And what I mean by that is it really revolutionized how we cared and treated the patients because it provided quicker healing times, it provided better patient comfort, and there's so many reasons why negative pressure was a game changer. Um, the biggest one was the indication of use, and with the indication of use from there, then the patients healed two to three times quicker. And before that, you know, maintaining exudate, the drainage, I've seen everything over the years from putting sugar on the wounds, um, mix it with honey and different sugars, um, even from drying out wound beds. And what we have found is, you know, back in the ancient times, they used to put hot grease um, on the wounds to heal them. Um, so really the evolution of wound care being known more negative pressure made it more known that wounds are a problem and is going to be continued a problem in this culture that we live in. And it gave clinicians a better treatment option, but also highlighted that wounds are an integral part of patient care. 
And that's when research really began because 90% of wound care is experience-based. That's why you get so many different varieties of wound care because each clinician has their own experience. Only 10% of it is research-based. And one of the biggest things with wound care that's research-based is that you have to maintain a moist, not a wet, not a dry, a moist wound bed environment for healing of wounds. And that's what negative pressure does. It's a closed system and it allows if a wound has too much exudate to remove that exudate to maintain that proper moisture balance. If it's a drier wound, it acts like a greenhouse effect because it's a closed system with occlusive dressing that helps trap the moisture in there and promotes the perfect moisture balance to promote wound healing from a scientific method. Those are really great answers. And I'm so thankful we're in the modern times because mouth sucking, hot grease, all in a wound, just not really the thing for me. Um, but following in that same vein of questioning, Matt, what makes negative pressure so effective in treating wounds? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and so many different clinicians have different therapies and different rationales why, but I think it really boils down to three different items. First one is, do you have an inclusive dressing over wound that protects you um, from any outside sources? You're having a vacuum applied to it. It removes the excess exudate and also removes the bad stuff, the bacteria and the toxins from that wound. Then from there, you're having pressure applied to the wound bed. So in theory, you're bringing a blood flow to that wound, angiogenesis, creating new capillary bed formation and pro promoting granulation tissue and healing that wound from the inside out. And I think the third reason why negative pressure is so effective is the patient-centric focus. And what I mean by patient-centric focus is these patients, a lot of patients have been dealing with wounds for a long time before negative pressure was ever applied. They might begin their dressings changing from one time a day to three times a day. They might have odor issues from the wound. They might have exudate issues from the wound where it comes to dressings become saturated. So there's a lot of psychosocial effects from that wound. And as we know, you know, the mentation of the patient is very important in any, any wound healing process or any healing process. So by one, shaking the dressings down to being changed every two to three times a week gives the patients a little bit more mobility and freedom there. This next thing with that is it, their integrity. Patients' integrity and compliance increases because now they're able to do their activities daily living. Many wounds patients are at home with. They still need to go to the grocery store. They still might want to take a family member or loved one to a movie, but they don't want to be embarrassed. So with this, it helps contain the odor, if there is any odor. helps contain the exudate, and it makes them feel more normal pre-wound. And I think that's very important from the wound healing process to taking in the patient's you know, psychosocial abilities and and their, their mentation to be able to heal that wound. So that's where I think negative pressure has really advanced the wound healing process. One, from the clinician side, from the, what we, how we know it works and the mechanisms of action, but from the patient focus side. And less dressing changes equal less pain for the patient, increased compliance for the patient, and increased healing times. And used to people straight away from negative pressure because 
Some patients use the complaint during drawdown time when the suction was coming on. The patients might experience pain. That's, that's true. But modern day pumps have adjusted this by um, moderating their drawdown times so you don't have that pressure gradient change, which, which causes pain to the patient during that time. Honestly, you bring up such good points with the psychological and the social aspects of treating wounds. I think that's a really important thing to think of. You both mentioned pros and cons of negative pressure wound therapy. Can you elaborate on a few more, as well as when you would advise against using negative pressure wound therapy? Sure. So, I mean, I mean, the pros in my mind um, are the, the, the faster healing. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, the protection of the wound and, again, the, the, the patient confidence and, and comfort. Um, and also, uh, the one additional thing I would add is the having this routine uh, for nurses and, and having this uh, as a um, as a remedy that they can focus and because their time is limited. So being able to put this on and uh, then you know and have that routine of changing the direction every two to three days um, and and have something in, and just monitoring versus having to really focus uh, on that wound constantly is, I think, a great benefit uh, to help them save some time uh, over the long run as well. Um, Matt, what do you think? I agree with you, Peter. Um, you know, the pros of, of negative pressure, there's so many out there that indicates the pros of negative pressure. You know, the cons of negative pressure, you know, Peter hit on that. Maybe time consuming for the clinician. Maybe the clinician is, has not been well-versed in negative pressure itself because what makes negative pressure difficult is applying the dressing itself. Now, negative pressure dressing seems to be applied anywhere from the toes to the head. So, and you're dealing with different crevices, cracks, areas of anatomies of the body that are difficult to apply at times because you have to maintain a vacuum. So that's the biggest con with it is, is teaching clinicians practices that can help maintain the sill integrity of the wound. Yeah, educating, I just add on that is so important too, because I think it's also the confidence. I mean, because it can be a little bit intimidating, you know, with this device and this pump and having to learn how to use that. And then also applying this, this dressing a little bit differently uh, when you have like a foam kit. Um, so, you know, I think education is, is very important with regard to best practices with negative pressure. And I think uh, it's with more education as we're doing more and it, it evolves more, it's only going to get better and more efficient over time. Kind of a, a extra question, if you will. What, where would you get the education for negative pressure wound therapy? You know, how can you become educated? What, what services are out there? What do you guys offer? Sure. So, um, you know, one thing that we look for and what we want to do is continuing, you know, in doing things like this uh, with you um, and also continuing to um, add features on our pumps uh, and, and, and products that are innovative and that we can also, that are simple. I mean, one of my biggest from the business development side is that I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to look at each modality in terms of the, the patient's usage and how they're using this and how the nurse and clinician is using this and how to make their life easier, whether it's the patient or the clinician, because if we do both and we, and we work on that, over time, I think it's going to not only have much more benefit to both, but uh, we can also make it more efficient and simpler. And I think that's where the, to me, the business is, is how do we take what's the history, like we talked about in the beginning, and evolve that into 
maybe uh, to, to develop the therapy even better and more efficient. Um, and then we, you know, obviously, um, I'm very blessed to have uh, Matt uh, working with us because Matt's background and his clinical experience just with, with all uh, negative pressure in general and, and, and the, his past is really bringing a lot of, of really good ideas and, and education. So the more we can get uh, clinicians involved into what we're doing in terms of manufacturing and to putting that together, I think the better we're going to be. So, so that's one thing that we're really trying to do. So, you know, we're going to have uh, videos and we want to also promote education as much as possible because I think it's really the cornerstone for the development of this therapy, but also to help people the best. I think that's really, really beautiful and a really great point. Um, so with the education, then, of course, there's going to become evolvations of negative pressure wound therapy. So where do you think it's going to go from where it is now? What's the next steps for it? Well, that, that's a great question. And, and I think it's something that we're putting a lot of chips into because we believe in the therapy so strongly uh, and to where it can evolve to that uh, we think right now, you know, I, let, let me step, get a step back. I mean, traditionally, since um, really the 90s, when we talked about uh, the modern uh, use of negative pressure wound therapy with a pump, a canister, and, and, a, and a kit, a dressing kit to, to, to administer that uh, negative pressure over the wound, is we found that it works, it, do, it doesn't just work on, on just one type of wound or the, the very uh, severe types of wounds, which is really traditionally how it's been used. So really up to now, um, it's really been focused on patients if they can't heal a wound or if they have very difficulty healing a wound, severe diabetes maybe results in uh, not getting enough nutrients to the wound. So then they will try negative pressure. They look for other modalities to, to try to heal that wound. So really that's where the function came from for negative pressure into, into those non-healing wounds or, the, or what, I, what some clinicians may or would say train wreck, you know, into really difficult, you know, where otherwise they're going to be, have to do some severe, um, you know, operations or things like that to, to do it. So, but, but now as it's evolving, my um, theory or my, my kind of uh, hope is, is seeing that it can help no matter your age, no matter um, your background and your health, that if you have a wound, negative pressure, wound therapy can help you and it can help anybody. So I see it transitioning from more as a last resort to a proactive approach uh, in medicine. So that way it, and it's still gonna do all those things that we talked about, you know, the protection of the wound. And that doesn't matter if you're uh, young or old, or if you're healthy or not healthy, uh, that those, you know, you want that no matter what. So I see as it more of as a proactive approach. And I think that's going to be really important in the evolution because the more it's used and the more uh, data that we can collect on, on how it can be used, we can then customize that data and, and the approach that we're taking to wounds versus right now, uh, wounds are, are dealt with in certain ways and from what we know, but every wound is different. Every wound, every person is different. Every wound needs something different. So the more we can customize our approach to specific wounds to that patient, the better it's going to be in the long run. And that's what we're hoping to do and, and, and do with negative pressure. Matt? I agree with Peter. Negative pressure has to be seen more as a first line of defense instead of a last line of defense. 
you know, and, and continued involvement always has to be, how can we make it simpler? How can we keep the same therapy, but make it simpler, make it simpler for the patient, make it simpler for the um, clinician. Also time, simpler, simpler equals less time. And as we know, I think the COVID pandemic has really brought this to our attention with some of the staffing shortages in the healthcare industry at this time. And any way we can speed up the time of dressing changes, speed up the time of healing, the better it is for the whole healthcare system as a whole. And I think the pandemic has really opened our eyes up to it. And I think it also has opened up our eyes to more presenting education in a manner like this over FaceTime, over phone calls, and really using our telehealth capabilities of educating people across the country. And I think that's really where negative pressure is going. How can we make it more accessible? How can we make education more accessible? And how can we make the dressings easier for the patients and the clinicians that, that are, are performing these dressing changes? Uh, you do such a wonderful transition into the next part of the conversation, which is technology continues to enhance wound care practices and its devices. How is that affecting negative pressure wound therapy development? I think this year was a, a realization year for the industry as a whole. And just not from the healthcare industry as a whole, but from the wound care industry as a whole, because people at times were denied healthcare, um, that was afraid of healthcare, um, you know, due to the pandemic. And the evolution of it has to be more remote and has to be more remote teaching, has to be more remote, easy access um, to the patients that we serve. And also with that is it has to be simpler. It has to be simpler. The pumps have to be simpler for the patients, have to be more intuitive. They also, the dressings have to be more advanced than they are now to make it simpler with less steps. And I see that as the eye-opening experience of 2020 into 21 that I think will change healthcare as, as a whole forever, especially wound care. Some of the rigidity will be lessened with that, and um, which if the rigidity is lessened, then the manufacturers have to become better solutions for ease of use and, and still maintain those healing times in an effective, fast manner. And just to add on those points, uh, those great points uh, that Matt just said, what I want to do with negative pressure and in, in what, you know, one of the things he was just saying is making it simpler is really looking at how we're dealing with home care. And I think that we all kind of know in that the future is going more towards home care because there's just not simply not enough beds in the facilities. And one of the things that we're looking to is not only making it simpler, but how can we address some of the challenges and how can we give more patient mobility um, to the patient um, during, you know, when they are at home and then so they can live their, their normal lives, but also uh, with less distractions. We found that using negative pressure needs to be, um, whether you're using it in, intermittently or continuously, but it really needs to be applied, um, you know, for that 24 hours per day and needs to be uh, for continuous use. And one of the things that we want to do is make it simpler. 
uh, for the patient and the end user, uh, whether that's dressing changes and things like that. And uh, what I want to do is is really focus on um, how we can make that transition simpler. And so ultimately, the evolution of negative pressure, I think, is you know can be used at home. Uh, dressing changes can be almost done. Uh, simply by whether the, the patient or caregiver versus a nurse or a clinician uh, is the hope. And, but uh, we're going to keep trying to find ways to, to evolve that and, and, and help that uh, along. So that way with the reduction of, because um, there's just not enough beds out there that we have that ability to do that uh, because the patients are going to be home and they're just not going to have the access to clinical care like they do uh, now. Yeah, that, that's one thing I wanted to add was, you know, with negative pressure too, is that the pandemic has shown us it has to be a multidisciplinary approach to treatment of wounds. And the, the old adage is always, let's treat stuff at a systemic level. And when I mean systemic, let's give them IV antibiotics or PO antibiotics to heal that wound, which we know from research is about pointless. Very little of those antibiotics actually reach wound bed itself. So really looking at it from treating at a localized level, at the localized level of the wound versus more instead of treating from a systemic level. So wounds have always been treated in the past from a systemic level versus a localized level. And I, I believe with the multidisciplinary approach that you'll see more and more evolution to treating the wounds at localized level for infections or whatever it might be as our approach changes throughout time. And I think manufacturers have to recognize this as a future indication of treating the wound. How can we control, you know, critical colonization of a wound? How can we control an infection of a wound that's not systemic yet? So by treating at a localized level through a multidisciplinary approach is, is huge to wound healing. Because as we all know, if the wound if someone's not taking enough protein in, the wound's never going to heal. If their blood sugars are running you know, on the 500s, that wound's not going to heal, no matter what you do to it. So it has to be a multidisciplinary approach to wound healing the whole patient as a whole. And also treating that wound as a standalone wound as it comes to infections or colonization along those lines. So their manufacturers have to evolve to be able to treat, you know, the bacteria load at the wound level. Yeah, I think those are really great points. Nutrition is super key to wound healing. Peter, do you have anything else to sure. add? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd like to add, um, ultimately, the thing to me in, in looking at the future of, of negative pressure wound therapy, but also just in, in medicine in general, is because everything is going to home-based care um, and, and, and really, you know, to make sure that we give a higher level or the best level of care that we can, um, we really want to focus on, one, how do we also manage cost and how do we have a managed compliance with the patient? And one of the things that we're really trying to work on is uh, to reduce overall cost and, uh, by making things more efficient uh, for both uh, the, the treatment and use of both negative pressure, but also um, just any treatment modalities that, that go along with wound healing. Uh, but also, um, how can we um, have 
better patient compliance. And I think technology is allowing, you know, and the development of technology is allowing us to have more oversight and, and have more factors that we can include so we can have better um, patient compliance or we can actually help them be more compliant because it makes it easier for them to, to, to do that. So one of the, the, the big key here uh, that I understand in, in medicine in, in, in a lot of different realms is, is having the patient and making something and the therapy simple enough that the patient understands and then and also will want to, to be compliant because that, that is a big problem uh, that we're gonna see in the future uh, in a lot of different areas in medicine, but specifically with wound healing because diabetes is uh, really uh, on the rise and continues to be, and is, is, is a big issue, especially in the United States. And so, you know, any ways that we can help or, or bring products to light that, that help with that um, will have hopefully help people live a much more fulfilling life. And that's, that's something that we want to do. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is how excited we are uh, to do this three-part educational series with you, the, the Learning Care Network, and that we're excited for this and, and, and future segments because, you know, we think that education is so important and what you guys are doing is so important um, in general. And, and that's really, you know, us all coming together and, and, and developing this uh, more conversations on on both wound healing and, or in medicine in general will only help further the cause of what we're trying to do, which is help people and clinicians um, be more effective with their time. So thank you very much for, for, for doing this and taking the time to, um, to put this all together. I think that makes a really beautiful point. And thank you, Peter, because it's not just clinical, it's everyone coming together to make sure that this education is out there. Thank you for that valuable discussion, and we'd love to talk more, but we are out of time. Thank you to the speakers, Peter and Matt, for joining us today. If you have any wound care questions for Extra Care USA, you can visit their website at www.extracareusa.com or email them at info at extracareusa.com. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in, and be sure to check out woundcarelearningnetwork.com for more podcasts, articles, and videos on various topics in wound care. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, or where you normally listen to your podcasts. We hope you tune in to our next podcast, and thank you for listening to Speaking of Wounds.